This is MacabreCast Raw Cuts. Unscripted, unedited, and maybe just a little unsober. Hey, Macabre fiends. It's Phil, Macabre Brothers Original, rolling on through with American Horror Story 1984, getting on to uh, Mr. Jingles. And first things first, I think I'm going to dub this uh, the backstory episode. You know, we got that great opening episode where um, we got uh, great characters, great mood, a great uh, genre homage, and of course, that great killer Mr. Jingles who's going to be with us for, well, at least a little bit. Um, but we didn't get too much on the background of any of these sexy teenagers that were brought to Camp Redwood. And this is when we get uh, background on more of them. So first things first, uh, the, the person I thought was going to be our Dr. Loomis stand-in, you know, the psychologist that ended up at the asylum where... Mr. Jingles escaped from. Yeah, she doesn't live past the first five minutes of episode two, so maybe I was wrong about that. Anyway, not giving up too much by telling you that. Uh, We also learned that Margaret Booth is one hell of a well-prepared, God-fearing evangelical when the psychologist comes to the cabin and warns her, please, you need to shut down now. Uh, Margaret Booth pulls out a revolver, loads it up, and says, God helps those who help themselves. So we know what kind of person margaret booth's gonna be she's already survived mr jingles once she might be able to do it again after that we get to you know tensions between uh, margaret booth and the teens when she reminds them they're not to fraternize after dark they need to go to their separate cabins and then we also get tensions between brooke the virgin and everybody else because she sees uh, news of a serial killer on tv and she's worried, you know, trying to remind them that I saw a serial killer. Somebody's chasing me. We need to get out of here now. And they blow her off. All that by the end of this episode goes out the window because we get not one, but two killers stalking this camp. Uh, Montana and Brooke also get closer soon after that. You know, we get the background of their stories from the past. Montana was sent off to fat camp by her mom. And Brooke was left at the altar, but not in the way that you think. Uh, She was left dead at the altar, as in her fiancé got jealous and murdered people at their wedding before committing suicide, all set to the Billy Idol song, White Wedding. Yeah, if one thing uh, American Horror Story um, always knows how to do, it's juxtaposed those Moments of absolute terror with some great songs. You know, it makes me think of season two when we get the name game. Oh, that one's a little bit different than White Wedding. This felt, again, like, you know, that gleification, almost, um, you know, uh, undercutting the horror of what we just saw on screen. Then there's a men's shower scene. Yeah, again, we're uh, subverting some of those tropes. We get the guys showering together instead of the ladies showering together. And uh, intercut with some backstory for Xavier, who was once a drug addict. Ended up uh, getting out of the drug game by doing some gay porn for a guy who finds him at Camp Redwood. And then ends up dead while he's peeping on uh, the guys in the shower. Peeping Tom pierced through the eye, a glory hole sort of situation. Pretty gruesome. But again, American Horror Story doing what it does best by subverting some of those tropes. The gay porn guy gets stabbed in the eye as he's glory holing out on some uh, potential new actors. And that's when we learn that um, not only is Mr. Jingles at camp, but the Charles Manson guy, Night Stalker, the son of Sam stand-in, uh, I'll call him the son of Satan because he keeps talking about Satan, he shows up, kills the hiker a second time, kills the hiker a third time, and you remember the hiker, he's already been killed once 
that we saw, well, Hiker gets a great story. Probably the best story and the best thread and the best mystery of this episode two for season nine is what's going on with the hiker. His name is Jonas, and he's got a badge from 1970. Unfortunately, it's kind of dealt with in a clunky manner, but still, the idea is fucking cool that we've got slasher victims coming back to life in the form of possibly a ghost who is always reliving his death over and over as he's running away from Mr. Jingles. Yeah, it's kind of fun. But again, it all depends on your flavor. I think this was a good, solid second episode. Um, It was often more twisty than it was scary, usually more intriguing than it was actually horrifying. Uh, There was very little tension. Um, We were just flying through that backstory and the color so fast, Uh, you know, the color for these characters that sometimes the, um, the, the horror of American Horror Story got lost. Not to be too cheesy with it, but on occasion, the thing that I've disliked the most about this show is that it really does focus more on the story, you know, the filling things in, the plot, the moving things forward, than it does on the horror, than it does on taking its time. Unlike some other TV shows that I've watched that I've really enjoyed, because it's not just a TV format thing, it's just the way this show works. I mean, I think of uh, The House on Haunted Hill. Yeah, oops, editor's note, meant to say Haunting of Hill House. Did an incredible job with atmosphere and also tension and creeping terror, but also a different sort of show a much slower, a much more thoughtful, and sometimes um, slower show. We also get lots of religion in this second episode. Tons and tons of religion from Margaret Booth, even more than we had to begin with. Uh, She's got a scene where she and Son of Satan come to Jesus, or come to Satan, depending on what you think. She's a little crazy. Or at least she's hinting at the fact she's a little crazy. Or maybe she's just been hardened by the fact that she survived a serial killer named Mr. Jingles after she had watched him murder her entire bunk and was staring at his face. Up next, we got uh, episode three called Slash Dance. (laughs) Okay. Not sure if that's supposed to be a Flash Dance reference. Probably. Or maybe it just thinks it's cute. Maybe we'll get some more uh, fitness dance scenes. I'm not sure how they're going to fit this into where things are going because if this was any other story, you would assume it would be ready to end after that last episode. Seemed like it had uh, reached kind of the peak of where these things were going to go. Lots of people died. Lots of characters are on the run. And at the end of episode two, most of our main characters are trapped in a cabin that we assume is getting banged on by Mr. Jingles. Hmm. Or we assume it's getting banged on by somebody else. We'll find out as we move on with American Horror Story 1984. Still enjoying it, loving the slasher homage, and seeing what they can do with uh, you know the extra room to breathe from being a full TV show. Mm-hmm. 